everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It is going just fine. Well, glad to hear it. <laughs> Paula says, good evening all. Survived third winter waiting for fourth winter to come this weekend. And yes, yeah. Paula lives where we live. And yeah, yeah, we're getting our our extra winters and then, you know. We get like 12 false springs as well. Mm -hmm. So that's true. Right in the same. And we are. Sorry, my cat got up there and messed up my clothes. Yeah, we sure are. I'm, I'm way tired of it. But that's okay because there's so much true crime to share with you guys tonight that holy crap. Yeah. So much stuff happened just today. Uh -huh. It's been quite a day. So I think we ought to jump yeah. right in with. Uh, the Thomas Creech execution that did Holy not Holy shit, you guys. Yeah. So, as you know, we've been talking about it for a while now. Idaho has decided that they've got to execute Thomas Creech, who has been on death row for more than 40 years. And um, it's all been a pretty silly mess. Yeah. So, we did learn today, uh, there is a news outlet reporting that Idaho paid $50,000 for the pentobarbital uh -huh. to con to uh, execute him. The last two times they purchased it, they paid $10,000 once and $15,000 another time. And this time they paid $50,000. Yeah. They won't say where it came from. We don't know. We, it could have been from a veterinarian, which mm -hmm. not okay. But all of that was sort of moot because... When they tried to execute Thomas Creech this morning, the uh, medical staff tried for an hour to get an IV in him. They stuck him eight times and could not get a vein. Uh -huh. So I'm going to uh, share with you a press conference uh, from the uh, director of the Department of Corrections here in Idaho that kind of explains what happened. So let's go right to that. All right, if everybody's ready, uh, my name is Josh T. Walt. I'm the director for the Idaho Department of Correction. Um, let me give a, a quick recount of events uh, from today, um, uh, starting with, with what I think most of you are most eager to hear about. Uh, earlier this morning, our medical team did a physical assessment of Mr. Creech. Uh, after that assessment, they had communicated uh, to me as well as Warden, uh, Warden Richardson that, that they believed and had confidence that they would be able to establish venous access on Mr. Creech. Uh, once Mr. Creech was escorted into the execution chamber uh, and was strapped down, the medical team entered and attempted to establish IV access. Uh, the team uh, attempted eight times uh, through multiple limbs and appendages uh, to establish IV access consistent with IDOC's policy. Uh, it's worth noting uh, in our conversations with the medical team afterwards that what they encountered in some instances was an access issue, uh, but in others where they could establish uh, access, they were unable, uh, it was a vein quality issue uh, that made them not confident in their ability to administer chemicals through the IV site once established. Uh, consistent with our training and with our protocols, 
uh, we, uh, from the very beginning, try to be very candid and upfront that this isn't a do-it-at-any-cost process, that our first objective is to carry this out with dignity, professionalism, and respect. Uh, and part of that was training and practicing uh, for the chance that they were unable to establish IV access. Uh, once the medical team leader had determined that it would be unlikely uh, that they were going to be able to establish IV access, uh, that was when we halted the execution. Um, Mr. Creech, at this time, is back in his cell in F block. Uh, we are planning to allow the death warrant to expire because we don't anticipate a change in status or circumstance that would allow us to continue with the execution today. Uh, we don't have an idea of time frames or next steps at this point. Uh, those are things we will be discussing in the days ahead. Um, and once we have, once the state has determined the next course of action, we'll certainly uh, make those actions known in the appropriate venue. Uh, while I'm here, and, and I'll certainly defer to uh, the media witnesses to recount their experiences, uh, I do want to take a second to talk about uh, the competence of our medical team and our confidence in them. Uh, as part of our training and rehearsals uh, for this, uh, every, every single member of our administrative team, including myself, uh, this is a team of competent medical professionals, and we've allowed them to establish IV access on each of us individually. Uh, we train for a number of different scenarios and potential outcomes, uh, and, and my confidence in this team just could not be higher. Uh, it's also worth noting that when you look at our SOP, the, the qualifications uh, that, that our medical team has, these are people uh, who in their day jobs, uh, people's lives depend on their ability to establish an IV. Uh, so our confidence in them remains high, and, and, and while the execution was unsuccessful. I think their efforts were, uh, I think it would be wrong to call it a failure. They did their level best in a professional way uh, that was respectful of the process. And when it, when it appeared that those efforts were gonna be unsuccessful, they did the right thing and opted to stop additional efforts uh, so that we could evaluate next steps. <laughs> okay, Jan, sure. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job. Way to go, medical team. They stuck him eight times. I, in a medical setting, would have made them stop it too, really. Like, yeah. we've all been there. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's painful. They poked him eight times. But this is not considered a failure, except, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff like this that makes me go, why are we still doing this? Mm -hmm. His attorneys because released a statement calling it a botched ex execution, which it indeed was. And the state's yeah. trying to say, oh, it wasn't botched. Oh, uh, yeah, it was botched. Yes, yeah, it, it was, was completely and totally botched. Uh, mm -hmm. Was Thomas Creech ex executed? No, he wasn't. And so now we go through this disgusting thing where they have poked him eight times. They have scared the living shit out of him that he's going to die. He's... He spent last evening with his wife and had his last dinner, which was a, a fried chicken dinner. And um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, and with his spiritual advisor, like he's gone through the whole thing. The emotional trauma of it, right. It, it is cruel and unusual. Yeah. And now they're going to do it again. 
because they will, because that's just how this dumbass state is. Uh-huh. They will, but they will have to issue a new death warrant. So it will take a few days uh-huh. because this all this all has to go back through court again. It may mean that there's another opportunity for his attorneys to speak again. Uh-huh. I mean, what do we what do you do when they can't carry it out? This is why yeah. the death penalty is stupid. Yeah, it is cruel and unusual. And, and, and what they put him through today and what they put the victim's family through and his family through is cruel and unusual for all of them. All of those witnesses had been moved into the viewing uh, area. They were oh, prepared. Yeah. Everyone was set for this to happen today. It's just it's horrifying on literally every front. Yeah. And they watched that for an hour They'd watch. They poked him so many times that somebody had to leave and get more, uh, get more supplies. Yeah, because they used them all up. Mm-hmm. Right, Amy. Right. The universe has spoken. Stop yeah. doing this. Right. Two in each arm. Two in each leg. Um, well, he said limbs and appendages is what the uh, the DOJ yeah. or the DOC guy said, and I was like, uh. What? Appendages? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so gross. And, and you know, like, did you catch that? That the prison staff have been letting this team practice on them. They have been practicing this execution mm-hmm. on the staff there <laughs> in the Department of Corrections. Yeah. That's not terrifying, is it? Like... <laughs> What? what? Who is this team? And how did they get hired? Well, they're volunteers. They are not hired. So they are medical oh. professionals who are volu- who volunteer for this, which also... Hmm. What, what was his crime? Uh, he's convicted of five murders, I think. The final crime, uh, he killed another prisoner. In the 80s, and that's the crime that he's actually on death row for. Um, but he's been on death row for more than 40 years. He's in his 70s now. It's yeah. just, why did we wait all this time? And now it's this huge thing to get the medication. I mean, they literally paid $50,000 for those medications. And I don't know if they're still usable or not. I'm not really sure. They they have an expiration date to, into 2025. We know that. Uh-huh. And so I don't know if they hadn't been hung uh, by for the IV yet, had their seals broken, they might still be good. I don't know for sure because we don't even know where those meds came from because Idaho right. won't, won't tell. It's so gross. All of it is so gross. And, and I mean, we've been saying forever, this was bullshit. Stop with this. Stop. I mean, and the state just This is the not. second old, old, old guy who has been on death row in Idaho for 40 plus years that they have tried to execute here in the last two years, uh, just persistently. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. And, you know, they gave up on Gerald Pizzuto, I guess, for now, because they just stopped talking about him. And then suddenly it was Thomas Creech. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't get what the point of any of this is anymore. Yeah. You know? 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's sad and gross and it put everybody through something terrible today. I woke oh. up with a stomach ache thinking about it, you know, and watching the, watching the news to see what was happening. I watched the press conference when we found out it was botched. It was just like, mm-hmm. Jesus, just leave him alone. Let him just, let him just die in prison. Okay. Right. Because he will, because he is sentenced. I mean, he's not going anywhere. He has a life sentence. He can't ever get parole or leave. Why Mm -hmm. is this even? I am with you. I I don't understand why. Now, his victim's family, the the young man that he killed in prison, Mm -hmm. um, they felt some peace knowing that this was going to finally happen and be over, which I can understand because they've been drugged through this over and over again. They had to speak at the a parole board hearing when his attorneys sought clemency for him. Mm-hmm. But then they also had to sit there and watch that. Yeah. Those of them that were there. And I don't know for sure who was there. Who was there. Uh, other than I do know that his wife and stepson were there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Just stop, Idaho. Just, it, guys. just yeah. fucking stop. Just God. Stop. It's just pathetic. And yeah. And are they going to just go through all this again in a week? Probably. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Who Who's he going to hurt at this point? He's 73 years old. Mm-hmm. Do you know that eight prison staff spoke out in support of him, mm-hmm. as did the judge who sentenced him to death, mm-hmm. saying that there's no reason for an execution at this point? Just mm-hmm. Let him finish his life out in prison. Uh, uh, yeah, it is a damn mess for everyone. Yep. Snow Queen, it really is. Yep. And now Literally we'll see everyone. what I can't imagine what how traumatized the victims' families are feeling today. I can't even imagine well, the amount of trauma they have suffered. Right. Well, and the medical staff. I, one of the reporters that yeah. was there as as a witness said that they saw like trembling hands and you know the medical staff you know clearly affected by it as well and are they going to try with the same team again are they going to start over with different people i mean (laughs) and this is not that uncommon not being able to get a vein in lethal injection actually has happened quite a few times in various states Mm -hmm. Especially when you're looking at older people and, you know, there's a risk that he will be in very severe pain briefly because of medical conditions that he has that the pentobarbital will actually be very painful when it goes in at the IV site. Mm -hmm. Um, How is that not cruel and unusual, right? Like, I, I just, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing for this. Me neither. Yep. Yeah. Now they're preparing his long-term housing. That just means they're putting him back in his cell, essentially. (laughs) There's no. He just went back to his cell to wait and see what happens because now the court and the attorneys and everyone will fight it out again. Mm -hmm. And this may, you know, there may be another reason for appeal come out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't know. You know, it's not an immediate thing to get a death warrant and it expired. It's expired now, so yep. Yep. we will we'll keep you up to date on what well, happens. Maybe next. the prison has had enough humiliation for a while, and they'll just settle down for a little bit. Uh, maybe they really should. I mean, mm. come on. I was really glad to see there were some actually some uh, death penalty protesters. 
there were there was on a site. Big, yep there was a group of protesters on site um mm -hmm. from a lot of churches yeah. in in boise uh i will say not the mormon church but a lot of other churches mm -hmm. had um protesters and people mm -hmm. protesting just the death penalty in general in general yeah right because no one no one is excusing thomas creech's crimes no one is saying no, what he did that's not was the okay point, yeah. but the point is the death penalty needs to go yeah it, it needs to go it needs to go federally it needs to go across the board it needs to go this is so barbaric it's so ridiculous the way it would change the landscape of criminal justice if we had no death penalty would be I, it, more than I could discuss right now, but it would be so, there'd be so many changes because all of these trials that we have to approach a very certain way because of the death penalty, all of the appeals, all of the years yeah. and years and years in court, yeah, incredibly expensive. And it does make us murderers too. I agree. Right. Murder for murder? I, I, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there are 27 states ha are, have the death penalty on the books, but about 10 of those actively do not practice the death penalty because they're, they've got governors who have put, put a stay to it. Yeah. So there's not very many states left in the U.S. who actually do execute people. And Idaho hasn't executed anybody in 12 years. Yeah. And just this last couple of years, they have just gotten... A bee in their bonnet to execute no. somebody. They are just desperate to do it. I think the Daybell Vallow uh, murder case and the uh, Koberger murder case, the Idaho Four, um, has kind of gotten our legislators spun up and stirred up mm -hmm. that we've got to make it happen, you know, because we also reinstated our, our legislator has reinstated the uh, firing squad. Mm-hmm which we don't even yeah. have a way to carry that out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, th there have been vigils in downtown Boise. Um, oh, against, every Wednesday. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, against the death penalty. Because I think most of us know, for so many reasons, it's just the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, with that, Katie, speaking of Idaho... Uh, some pretty interesting stuff came out in the Brad Comfer uh, murder trial today. Mm -hmm. This is the Nori Jones murder, and we just reported on it yesterday. And I was saying, there's just the, the evidence that we've seen thus far is really weak. Well, the prosecution finally dropped the hammer today, and some things came out that make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Now they are saying that... They, they did, uh, sorry, Nori's right hand fingernail clippings, of the sex assault kit and her ring all had Brad Comfer's DNA on them. Man, it's taken them a long time to get to the point, but here we are. Right? I, I, why did, why did they not lead with this? I don't understand. Maybe they did. And the reporting that we're seeing from it didn't, uh put a punctuation I on that but it sure don't think so. so from everything i've read but yeah weird but they did say so confirmatory testing using his known buccal swab uh dna against the below mentioned evidence so again her right hand fingernail clippings interestingly not her left hand fingernail clippings 
Mm -hmm. uh, her sex assaults. But she had a cut on her left hand that would have uh, left her left hand basically unusable. So that may oh. be why. Mm -hmm. uh, and her ring. There's. They had said that there was no indication that she'd been sexually assaulted. But they are saying that she did have, but they're also saying that she does have sperm cells, but they don't know if those sperm cells are actually confers or if they're someone else's. But they were in areas of her body that you would assume would be sperm. Um, yeah, he can't be excluded, but at the same time, it's well, not I mean, really definitive. She also match. had her boyfriend's DNA on her mm -hmm. and her bedding had DNA from three different men. Mm -hmm. And so, but we're getting a clearer picture now that, cause yesterday I was like, why is this even a trial? Is yeah. this it? This is what we've got because yeah. the defense or the prosecution had said they were close to resting. And so here we are today. Uh, they didn't rest though. They still are very close to resting. Uh, but at any rate, I wanted to, to bring that forward because as of yesterday, I was feeling a lot more skeptical about this case. That mm -hmm. gives me a lot more, uh, reason to understand why yeah. why this uh, person was charged, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the, the handprint as well. But that's, that's where it is. Now, uh, we had said that they were going to be bringing, the defense is bringing two men from the prison, from the men's prison in Boise to testify and that's going to be happening on Friday. So I'm really curious I'm to see what those two have to say. Dying to see what the, what the purpose is of bringing them. Mm -hmm. It's got to be fairly significant for them to transport them and well, for and them to be willing. And well, the prosecution fought really hard against them coming and the judge said, no, they have every right to be here. So we'll see, but that's what's up in that case today. Wow. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, just a small update in Ruby Frankie, Jody Hildebrand. Guess who got moved out of jail today? They they made their way into the prison system in Utah today. Well, good. So this might all be feeling pretty real for them right now, mm -hmm. which I think is exactly what should be happening. I'm assuming they're or, in the same prison. I, I don't know why they wouldn't be. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're actually in like an evaluation center type thing sure. right now. Yeah. They've been moved from purgatory. Uh yeah, the the jail there it, where they've been being held is in Hurricane is called mm -hmm. Purgatory. That is the actual real name of the jail, <laughs> which I think is insane and hilarious. Wow. And they've been moved from purgatory to the prison system and yeah, they're in some kind of an evaluation center. Mm -hmm. And everyone who you know, goes to prison, goes through this, and then they they evaluate their mental health, their physical health, any needs that they have, and then they use that information to determine where they place them and what uh -huh. they may need when they get there, that kind of thing. So, uh -huh. but it's real and it's happening. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Fran, her um, different yeah, prison, wonderful. same prison, different units uh, is likely. So now I'm I kind of hoping they there put might them be in some... the same, you know, like pod or anything. I don't know. I mean, I'd really like to hear about some prison yard brawls between them. Though I got to say, my money's on Jody. I, I think she could overpower. Oh, Ruby definitely in a, in a hot minute. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see him duke it out. I I'd pay for yeah. that. Sure, I wouldn't mind it much. Can you imagine how much <laughs> they must hate each other now? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sure that it is mm -hmm. uh, super not good. <laughs> Sucks to super suck, not I good guess. At all. Yeah. I, I guess it really does. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, Katie, we have a, a little bit of an update in the Kojikari case. And we haven't heard an update in that in forever. No, we have not. So uh, Madeline uh, Kojikari, of course, uh, if you guys remember, this is a little girl that went missing last year. And it was sketched from the beginning because mom and dad, Madalena Kojikari, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, her parents didn't report her missing for a few weeks. They pulled some sketchy stuff with the school. Like they pretty much made themselves, uh, you know, suspects top suspects uh in a hot minute well, and wasn't they, there some stuff like well i thought you had her well i thought you had her uh-huh kind of yeah. stupid stuff yeah and when the, then the school was like uh okay here's the thing you either bring her here tomorrow or we are calling the authorities because yeah. she hasn't been here in weeks and what the hell is going on so a mom finally shows up at the school and said, you know, tries this story of she didn't know where she was, but it turns out she thought she was with dad and she wasn't. And dad's like, well, that's really weird because I thought she was with you. These motherfuckers live together. So, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Like what? Um, there has so been uh, a lot of talk about Diana, mama's uh, vehicle being seen in places where they think that Madalena was probably last seen which was headed way out in the middle of the country. Uh, yeah. You probably remember this case. This is in North Carolina. Anyway, uh, yeah, mom was doing court today, and guess who refused to show up? She refused to leave her cell. Pulled an Adam Montgomery. Adam Montgomery page, yep, and refused to leave her cell. And now uh, and the defense said, well, we can't make her. And the judge said, well, well the prosecution said, well, we can't really make her. And now the judge is going to have to decide if they're going to make her. But right. they had to delay her court date because she just refused to come. Is that going to become a thing now? Right. Was That's bullshit. popular? Total this bullshit. needs to stop. If you are on trial mm -hmm. for a crime, you should not have a choice about whether you attend or not. Mm -hmm. You need to yep. be there. Yep. Absolutely. So it slowly marches on. I mean, both parents are being tried. There's not very much happening, actually. It's moved really, really slow. So hopefully uh, there'll be some justice for this poor little girl at some point. But I yeah. hope so. But Until then, gosh. I guess mom's just chilling in her cell. And for that, she needs kicked in the face. Mm -hmm. Right. When did this become optional? And it turns out in some states it is. Yeah. And sometimes it's just up to the judge. Mm-hmm. And apparently in uh, New Hampshire, it is voluntary. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, Adam Montgomery didn't have to attend. When Lori Vallow tried not to attend, she was told that she would be sitting her ass in that chair, no matter what the judge mm -hmm. had to do to get her there. Mm -hmm. And I think in Idaho, if it's a murder trial, you have to attend. Well, and in Utah, with Nick Aliverdian, after he pulled that, the judge said, well, let him know. I, next time there will be force if he doesn't come. We, he yeah. will be here one way or another. We're not doing this. Yeah. So it does. I didn't realize that there the was state. so much variance in states. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the judge probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the Michelle Traconis jury continues to deliberate. They had their first full day yep. of deliberation today. And they had a request 
they wanted to hear um, at some testimony again. And this testimony comes from Clara Duperon. And Clara Duperon is apparently Michelle Traconis's best friend. And she testified for the defense. I think she was the only person that testified for the defense um, a few days ago. So about five days ago. So they wanted to review her testimony. So they were taken back into the courtroom and allowed to watch the video of her testimony. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 It concerns me because it's the very thing I've suspected that they're struggling with because um, what Clara testified to uh, was that on the day that Michelle or that Jennifer Doulos went missing, she saw and spoke to uh, Michelle Traconis several times and that she acted completely normal, didn't act like anything was up or uh, anything. Um, she also was present for a party that they had because Fotis Dulos was telling everyone that there'd been a custody report that came out that uh, things were going better in the custody and, and things were going more his way. And that she had actually spoken with Fotis about that on more than one occasion and that um he was really excited about it because it meant he was going to be able to have more interaction with his kids because what he was having was supervised visitation and he was very unhappy about that. And, and Michelle Traconis was not even allowed to be present for the supervised visitation. Um, But she said that Fotis was also her friend and that she didn't feel that he would have done anything to jeopardize his chance to have his kids back now, whatever. But really a lot of what she said is that, Michelle didn't speak ill of Jennifer to her. Michelle didn't act weird on the day that she went missing. Um, And that, you know, there was no indication to her that anything was going wrong. Yeah. So they got that. Um, Also, interestingly enough, there is another uh, court hearing coming up for Michelle Traconis. That is a contempt hearing because she is in possession of that custody report that was sealed by the court. Shouldn't have been in the possession of anybody, but Jennifer and Fotis and Michelle has it and was looking at it on a computer screen during her trial and someone sitting behind her recognized for what it was and told the judge Mm -hmm. that she has this and she should not have it. And, they don't know if Fotis gave it to her or why she has it or even why she was looking at it, but she was actually looking at it on a laptop during, excuse me, during the trial a few days ago. And so this is being heard by a different judge. The, yeah. the judge on this trial said, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. Uh, I'm giving this to someone else. And so I think it's on Friday. She has a hearing um, because she is in trouble for having access to that report. Which is just a weird twist. But it's the thing, it's the very thing that concerns me, which is where's the proof that she for sure knew what he was doing or what he was going to do? Right. Because if they can't prove that, they cannot prove the conspiracy to commit murder. 
the other, the tampering with evidence and all that stuff, I think is pretty easily proven. But how are how do they how do they prove that she conspired to commit a murder that they can't even prove happened? Yeah. So would her attorney have access? No, no, because that that report had was sealed by the family court, had nothing to do with this case or anything. But she had it and was actually yeah. looking at it. Yes, here's my kitty Sandy. She is very insistent on being part of the video tonight. <laughs> she keeps running around and sitting in a different chair and then getting up here with me and you know, <laughs> doing, doing her usual crazy kitty stuff. Doing Sandy kitty things, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how did she get access to it? Um, I would imagine Photos probably gave it to her. Mm-hmm. but she's not supposed to have it. And why was she looking at it during her right. trial? Like, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up with Draconis. So they, they um, deliberated for five-ish something hours today, mm-hmm. and then they'll be back again tomorrow. But I, I think that they're struggling at the very place that we think they're struggling, which is yep. how do they prove that she conspired to commit that murder when Fotis must never have been convicted of the murder. Like, yep. yeah. Right. Ask Sandy, how did she get this report? Cats know stuff. It is true. Right. Yeah. Yep. Wild. Awesome. So Katie, um, there's some really weird updates in the, uh, in the uh, Audrey Cunningham murder. The Yeah. Tell us about, that creepy dude. A few things there. So we do now have cause of death for Audrey Cunningham. It was a blunt force trauma to the head and uh, by homicidal violence. So as we know, of course, there has been a charge in that case. There was a letter that mom and dad, our grandma and dad had released saying that they had done, they had looked uh, into uh, Don McDougal's background to see if he was a sex offender and he was not. That may be true. He wasn't. The charges that he had uh, didn't make him a registered sex offender. Initially, it was reported that he was, but he wasn't. Um, mm. He had a yucky background and is obviously a well and got really something put down, probably. Guy. Yeah. And is that so happens all the time? Mm-hmm. That's a real hole in their system because uh, he had no business being around little girls at all. So they are saying that I there's a lot of ass covering going on. I, I hate their statement too, Joelle. It just really yeah. pissed me off. But that's essentially, that was a part of what they said. But when McDougal was taken from his holding cell to be arraigned, well, I'll just show you. Steve, come on. JP wants to talk to you. Where's your clothes? Hold on. I got no clothes. Well, put your smock on for now. Well, come on out here. Well, no, 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 man. Come on, man. Don't disrespect me like that. All right, well, wrap up in that. Wrap up in the blanket. Come on. Come on. Steve, come on. Let her arrange you real quick. Come on. Huh? Well, you got to get up and sign some paperwork. Come on. Come on. Wrap up for me. Appreciate you. Here, I'll hold it. 
Mr. McDougall, I'm Judge Richardson. I'm going to read your rights and we're going to talk about your charge today. You have the right to remain silent and not make any statement at all. I know that any statement that you make can will be used against you at trial in court. You have the right to have an attorney present to advise her, to advise you prior to or during the questioning. If you can't afford one, you do have the right to have an attorney present to advise her prior to or during the questioning. You have the right to terminate any interview at any time, and you have the right to examine and trial if you're accused of a felony. Do you understand your rights, Mr. McDougall? Yep. Okay. Do you want a court-appointed attorney or you're going to hire your own? Nope. Which one? I'll get an attorney. You're going to hire your own? Yep. Okay. All I need you to do is sign right here for me. Your charge is capital murder and it's a no bond. Okay, thank you. What the hell was he trying to accomplish? Just to be as disrespectful and disgusting as possible. Mm-hmm. Try to set him up for a mental health defense. I don't know, but that was gross. Isn't that disgusting? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Poor guard. He's like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? The way he goes, oh. where's your whoa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, gross. Right next, he's gonna complain. There's too many pictures of his crotch. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's probably right. Yep. What Jesus an ass. Christ. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That's the arraignment of McDougal right there. He's and as we know, he refused we know to sign to the arrest doc, and has. Uh, was refused to let the judge assign him a public defender. He kind of indicated to her that he was going to seek his own attorney, sort of. I still feel like maybe he is uh, going to attempt to, you know, represent himself, that he's one of he those guys. definitely seems like one of those guys mm -hmm. that would try to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. good luck to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. We already knew he was the actual worst, but that really... uh. That highlights it right there. Yeah. It surely does. Ugh. Yeah, with what money? Right, Joel. I that's why I'm thinking he's he's either gonna try and pull the whole sovereign citizen routine or just try to defend himself. Because he doesn't mm -hmm. have any money. Right. Yeah, he's got no way to pay for it. This is no. a capital murder charge. Yeah. You're gonna get your own attorney? Oh, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Good luck, bro. Really good luck okay. on that. Well, uh, there was a hearing in Coburger today. Uh -huh. So we're back to arguing about the genetic genealogy DNA thing, the IgG. Uh -huh. And this is really, this is all that they've really got, you know, because with that genealogical DNA match that they got of his dad, that led them to the match on him with the uh, DNA under the snap of the knife sheath. If they did not have that, they would not have been able to arrest him. They wouldn't have been able to identify him as the suspect and arrest him. So that's why his attorneys just keep going back at this over and over and over again is because without it, he they, they would have to drop the charges they don't really have you know this is why they had the the arrest warrant to begin with uh -huh. so they keep hammering home on this over and over and over again and there's been some kind of shady stuff going on with it and i i don't like that it makes me worried uh -huh. um because the the state has tried to withhold any of the information around how 
that genetic match was obtained. They want to, the, this, the defense wants to uh, talk to the criminal investigators who did it. They want to view the genetic gene genealogy and the evidence and they want to do all that. Uh -huh. And that was all sealed. I don't see how they can keep his defense from having access to it. It doesn't, that that's, that's illegal. Uh -huh. um, I hope there isn't a problem with the way that it was done. I hope that it no. wasn't done incorrectly because they just keep hammering at this. And I have to remind myself that it's not necessarily that there is anything wrong. It's just that if they can put a chink in that armor, you know, if they can put a hole in that evidence, then that makes all of this go away. So they're going to hammer out and hammer it. So that's what today's hearing was about. And they're going to get, they're going to get what they're asking for. It's sure. weird to me that they've had to fight so hard to get it though. I just really right. hope yeah. that there isn't something sketchy that we don't know about, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's also another hearing coming up for Koberger. It's coming up in May, May 14th. And that, because there's a there's a request for change of venue out there too. Right. And, pe and people thought maybe that was going to get addressed today. No, it didn't. So coming up on the 14th of May, that is supposed to be addressed. And maybe they're going to set a trial date for this trial. Maybe by then. I read today that the prosecution is now indicating that, yes, they probably will not be going to trial until 2025 at this rate. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this is taking this long. And honestly, that, I mean, how many runs at this do they get before the judge says, we got to get this trial on the road? Yeah. So that's what's going on with Koberger. I just got a notification on my watch that... The state has come back and said that they are seeking the death penalty in the Jeremy Best case. That's breaking news right now. Wow. We've been waiting. We figured they probably were, but his defense has tried to argue against it based on his mental health history. Mm -hmm. uh, no, they are definitely uh, making that a capital crime. Yeah. Wow. So that's big news here in Idaho. They, my prediction right here, right now, they will never be able to uphold that. That'll be reversed. That'll be yeah, Archibald's big win yet again. Mm -hmm. We'll be getting that death penalty off the table because Jeremy wasn't even in his right mind when no. these crimes occurred. He wasn't, and there's quite a bit of evidence of that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. You know, y'all know who Jim Archibald is through the Lori Vallow trial. That, I don't think he has any time to sleep right now because oh he's got the Jeremy Best case. He's also got a case here in Idaho Falls of uh, an 18-year-old young man who murdered. There, there was a shooting and a bunch of stuff that happened a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. And uh, that's going to be a capital case. And it's been assigned to Jim Archibald. And Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, and Thomas. Like, when do these guys ever sleep? Hmm. I don't know, especially Archibald, because his name is on everything, because he's like the lead guy. What about what about Jeremy Best's competency? He's been ruled competent very yeah. quickly, very, I think, inadequately ruled competent. Mm -hmm. Well, inadequately according to his attorneys that are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Competent? We talking about the same guy? 
I think we'll see competency come up multiple times with Jeremy Best going forward. But yeah, that's a death penalty case, which does, it makes sense. Best could be the new Comfer, you know, Brad Comfer. I agree. Was arrested initially 10 years ago and is barely at trial because of competency. And I think it's very likely we'll see the same kind of thing with Best. Yeah. Well, it is obvious that Jeremy Best is not well, but uh, the judges found him competent anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a scary deal because there's a lot of desire for revenge in that case mm-hmm. because it was such a terrible, shocking murder, a pregnant woman and a, you know, eight, a mo- ten month old baby. Yeah. Like it's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. But that doesn't change the fact that Jeremy Best was clearly having a mental health break at the time that it happened. And there's quite a bit of evidence of that. So we'll see it's going to get fought, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, but I think you're right, Katie, that I don't know that that, that the death penalty will hold up in that case. No, that'll be a bargaining chip. Yeah. He should plea. Agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think he should plead guilty. And there's nothing left in the world for Jeremy Best. The persons that he loved, he killed. And he is not safe in society, clearly. But does he deserve the death penalty? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's sad. It's awful. It's awful for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Right. Why was he let go after being naked in that store? Right. In 30 degree weather in the winter. It's crazy. Speaking of crazy... Why don't you talk to us about Delphi? Well, the beat marches on. You know, I discussed uh, the last couple of weeks the motion to dismiss by the defense because there is some exculpatory evidence that is missing. And the response from the state is really something. The state is basically saying, hey, yeah, like we know this stuff is missing. We know. Uh, We accidentally recorded over it. Uh, They've also released in their own briefs two different dates. We discovered that they were recorded over on this date. And then further down in the brief, it says, we discovered it was all recorded over on this date, which was about a month later. Uh, So Mm. what's really true? Well, hell, with this uh, police department and prosecution, who the hell knows? But the richest part about it is that they are saying that it's not evidence at all related to this case. Okay, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did interview these guys uh, that you know were were named as uh, persons of interest very early on, mostly by the FBI, who was taking a harder look at these people. And then the Delphi police were like, "Yeah, nope, we're going to close the door on these guys." And now they're saying, "Hey, no worries, guys. Trust us. This didn't have anything to do with this case anyway. So it's fine. Just." Done and done. Yeah. How in the hell could you possibly trust them after all this shit? You absolutely cannot. And the fact that exculpatory evidence is missing is a big deal. A super, super big deal. Of course, in the eyes of Judge Goal, probably not. But Right. It's true. uh, There have been a few rulings come down this week. One interesting thing in a brief... uh, this is uh, discussing why this case was sealed the way it was. 
Mm. Tell me if this makes any damn sense to you at all. On February 13, 2017, Abigail Williams and Liberty German were killed just outside of Delphi in Carroll County, Indiana. An investigation into these killings is ongoing. No charges have been filed with connection to the killings. This was in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, the details related to the manner and mechanism of the deaths of Ms. Williams and Ms. German, if they remain confidential, make it easier for investigators to recognize a false confession as it is improbable for an innocent person to accurately describe the details of the deaths without personal knowledge. Listen to it again. If they may remain confidential, make it easier for investigators to recognize a false confession. Who the hell is falsely confessing? Right. That's the reasoning for sealing this case and making it so difficult and full of falsehoods and lies and suspicions because what if somebody how does that make they it did it but they didn't oh whatever that is bullshit absolute because pieces of evidence always get held back they hold they hold really key sure. things back always intentionally it doesn't have to be sealed even for that to happen but that's the reason. That's ridiculous. Just in case people are confessing that didn't do it, we'll know because we know all about the crime scene. And if you confess and you can't tell us what this crime scene looked like, we'll know you didn't do it. Yeah, because well, people like are they're... just lining up. Right. They haven't had any false confessions. This is so ridiculous. I, this case is so stupid. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, but one of the other stupid things is that coming up in one of the hearings upcoming... The state had, or the, the defense had asked for permission to bring their laptops and phones into court to have access to all of their data. And the judge said no. It's like she's just being difficult just to be a dick. Why? Why, Why? wouldn't they be allowed that? I, I don't they understand. They are allowed no electronics in her courtroom. So really? this was... Only oh, she's response. afraid of getting recorded. Probably. This was only her response idiot. to the defense. Was to say no, they can't have electronics in the courtroom? If the prosecution shows up with electronics and they're allowed to use them, that's yet another violation of due process because right. we're treating them differently. It's crazy. That is ridiculous. It's just, it's just being difficult. It's yeah. just being difficult. Yeah, it's just being a dick to be a dick. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Well, and how about the, the kind of scare they had in Delphi? Yes, that's the other thing. So get this. Just today, Delphi police are asking parents to check their kids' social media because you won't believe this, but somebody called the police and they said that they saw two young girls be picked up by an older man and walked out into the woods, and they were concerned. As well, they should be. So the police get there, and it's a 24-year-old man that has taken these girls out into the woods and kind of behind a shed or a barn or something, and they're smoking weed. They met up on Snapchat. Does this sound familiar at all? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Yikes. 
And he said he thought they were 19. He didn't realize they were underage. Blah, blah, blah. They haven't decided if they're going to press charges yet. I mean, next thing you know, it's going to show up on Richard Allen's docket. Right? Oh, my God. Whose dad or uncle or grandpa is this kid? You know, who's he related right. to? Because right. uh, he's out here doing this stuff. And yet now we are uh, not sure if we're going to charge him. Is this Christ, what you would think Delphi into this mess in the first place? Uh, yeah, and you'd think parents in the community would be like, uh, you will be charging that guy. Right. Because uh, what is he doing preying on our kids? Mm-hmm. So Holy the police are like, you your kids aren't really safe on social media, especially Snapchat. You should see what they're doing on their phones. Because this happened. Are you kidding me? Wow. Charge wow. him. Name him. They have not named him. Charge him. Name him. Make it very clear that here in Delphi, Indiana, we do take the safety of the kids here as our top priority. We don't cover up for people that are committing wrongdoings. We don't right. care who they are. We're not going to be having this. What a right. slap in the face to this community. Right. Can you be imagining Abby and Libby's parents hearing this story? Holy hell. Yeah. I don't think wrong in this place. I think he really probably was genuinely just smoking weed with them, but this was actually probably a a drug deal. But but it is stupid, and it's just way too reminiscent of what has already happened in this state. Well, and their minors just cannot tolerate that. This area was only a mile away from the bridge where the girls died. Oh my god! What the hell? Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. So gross. Yeah. Super gross. Wow. Well, I did want to take a minute to say happy birthday, Karen. Karen says, oh. hi, ladies. Just got back from celebrating my 50th birthday, ending the night <sighs> with you. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. And to happy Karen. birthday. Yes. A big sip That's... of water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Me and my Dutch Bros soda right here. Okay. But yeah, I'm glad you're here. Well, I sure do appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I know sometimes we get really annoyed with some of this shit, mm-hmm. but I know you feel the same and we appreciate it. But can we go ahead? I uh, just wanted to talk about Next Benedict uh, briefly. Yes, yes. Um, as of now, there are still no charges filed in their murder. Uh, the police are saying, they said in a statement yesterday that they have still not ruled out charges. Duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nex's uh, cause of death uh, is still not known, has still not been released. You know, initially the police were like, oh, yeah, those were probably separate. You know, I mean, they were beat up the day before and, and then they died the next day. That's probably something totally different. So nothing well, to they see kind here. of misquoted something from the preliminary autopsy. Yes. And and really implied that this was not a crime, and now they're yeah. really rolling that back since mm-hmm. you know their governor has not really got a choice but mm-hmm. to. Well, uh, we all did a good job of making this case go national, yep. and getting a ton of attention. There are vigils going on all over the state, all over the country, yes. for next, and they are powerful. I've yeah. watched a few videos of parents speaking on behalf of their children. 
and they are powerful. There was a state rep that said something when asked about Nexa's murder, said something along the lines of, this is the kind of filth we don't want in our state. That's what they said about a murdered teenager. So stupid and ridiculous. But Oklahoma, so... the citizens of Oklahoma need big props because they are yeah. fighting back. They are not Absolutely. putting up with this shit. They are demanding something be done. Yeah. So that's good. There's also a big push right now to recall their state superintendent who hired that dumb bitch from uh, California. Not hired, yes. but added her to their board. Yes. That uh, has caused all kinds of doxing yeah. and bomb threats and problems in Oklahoma. She's and a any dangerous school. person. Mm -hmm. And meddling in a community she doesn't even live. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Just because she thinks it's funny. I, I think she truly thinks this is all just a riot. She's ruined a lot of lives. Uh, there is, we know a little bit more now about the altercation in the bathroom. Apparently, Nex and her friends, uh, they, these were typical bullies who had bullied them before. And mm -hmm. they had gone into the bathroom and the bullies came in there and were trying to cause a problem with them. And Nex uh, flipped water on them from the sink. And that's what uh -huh. started a physical altercation. And so I'm They're literally seeing people themselves. online going, well, she, she, of course, they, she, she'd her, but, uh, you know, they're saying, uh, well, they shouldn't have done that. You're asking for a fight. Uh, no, someone flipping water on you doesn't mean you get to bash their head on the bathroom floor until they die. Sorry. Right. It doesn't work like that. No, it does not. It does not. And being bullied in the bathroom and retaliating to try to stop the bullying is allowed for hell's sake right so i'm sorry kids like next aren't allowed to defend themselves they're not allowed to fight back when they're being bullied right but uh and if they do and they get murdered then sorry you shouldn't have done that yeah no yeah, no mm -mm. Yep. done done with that shit well i'm i'm really happy that there's a push happening now Mm -hmm. and, and that there may be criminal charges and that there's an acknowledgement that this, this was a murder. Mm -hmm. I hope there are some girls and parents who are scared shitless right now, knowing I that so. charges are coming. Right. Because the police have said that, you know, that, that criminal charges could be coming. Mm -hmm. and, and they know, you know exactly who was involved. Oh yeah. They know everybody's name. They know all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's assault. assault with the water. Yeah. Okay. Well, what kind of assault is it when you beat somebody's head on the floor so hard that they die the next day? Yeah. 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 Well, we're gonna keep saying Nex's name. We're gonna keep the pressure on. We yes, will we not shut up about this case because Nex deserves justice, as does every other trans and non-binary kid that have been bullied to death. We're not yes. having it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, it was Neil says it was the state senator who called trans people filth. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's double, double, totally doubled down on it. The, the state superintendent put out a video today that said that there was a tragic incident with a girl in one of their schools, and uh, that resulted in their death. Or basically, didn't call it a didn't call it anything like an assault or a murder. Uh, of course, misgendered next. Just, you know, 
and then made it all about him, that this has been so hard and stressful for him and his office oh. is under attack and this has been terrible for them and go this fuck yourself. This is your job, we asshole. We don't care. Yeah. yeah. And dealing with things like this is your job and if you don't mm -hmm. like dealing with things like this, then you need to see some changes happen in your state. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because he has egged this stuff on nonstop. Yeah. Well... V getting, you know, the the interview with Kamala Harris, with Vice President Harris, that was a huge deal. Yes. And that put the light right on all of this. And then, of course, Oklahoma had to speak up, even though, you know, Oklahoma's laws are terrible. And yeah. we know because we live in Idaho, we have the same bullshit here. But oh, yeah. it, we got it. We just have to keep speaking up. We have to keep talking yep. about this stuff and not letting it get pushed under the rug. We have to make sure that people know. Absolutely. Oh, Amy said things. every Oklahoma school had a zero tolerance policy at one point. I know my kids' schools have them still. I'm sure they do. Everybody mm -hmm. does. They just don't. Yeah. They they're if very you don't need about who they enforce. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They have to apply equally to everyone or they don't matter at all. Yep. Wow. Well, that's good news, and that's a that's a good uh, that's a good note to end tonight on. It has yeah. been a wild day and a wild mm. week. We'll be back some more. I have a very wild case for you for tomorrow, so we'll be back with more of that. We've got uh, Patreon coming. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a lot coming, so keep an eye on us. There's always more to see, and you know we're grinding toward Chad Daybell's trial. Man. One month, oh. guys. One month. It starts on April Fool's Day. Mark your calendars. Not that hard oh, to remember. Which... Chad Daybell, April Fool's April Day. Fool. Yeah. It, it really works. is so perfect. I can hardly imagine it. So mm -hmm. thank you all so much for being here, whether you're here with us live or you're here with us after the fact. We love and appreciate all of you and the support that you give and the light that you help us shine on all of these cases, because that's why we do what we do. It really matters. And all of your voices matter yeah. very much. So you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>